We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? The NBA Finals are going on right now. We are going to break down all of the games that have happened so far. We're going to talk a little NBA lottery. And there was one hiring in the NBA for a new head coach I want to get to briefly. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Always ready. Webb is coming down with a cold. He looks terrible. Uh, I forced him to come to work because I'm a terrible person. But Webb, I appreciate you showing up. You usually don't, so it's nice. Always here, man. <laughs> sure. On, I feel bad looking at you because Webb is usually so lively and full of energy. And today he looks like someone punched him repeatedly in the face. And I didn't get to do that, so I'm upset about it. Thanks, buddy. Let's start with game two of the NBA Finals. We talked after game one. Game two was more of the same. The Suns won 118 to 108. Giannis began to put it together, though. He stopped. I think game one, he was still recovering from that injury. Game two, he he didn't have full range of motion yet, but he looked almost healthy. He had 42, 12, and 4. But I think he started to figure the Suns out. Well, what did you think about game two? Were you surprised Phoenix won pretty easily? Even though Giannis had just an amazing performance. Uh, no, I wasn't surprised that Phoenix won. I think Phoenix home crowd is huge asset. Didn't realize this before, but I think they have one of the best home crowds in the NBA. They also have a very um, well-oiled team, great chemistry. Um, ability to shoot from deep is, you know, fantastic. So I think with all those factors and Drew Holiday and Middleton just not putting in the work that we expect them to and achieving what they usually do on offense, uh, Phoenix, that was just going to be their game and uh they took care of home court Web on our last show i took back some of my hatred for chris middleton i said i was wrong and i apologized after game two i'm back on the hate train baby 11 points oh middleton you are back on my list buddy i cannot wait to watch you suck it up some more yeah i'm standing by that i don't care i hate him i've always hated him and I'm back on the train of hating him. I like Middleton. I'm not a huge Middleton fan, so I'm not going to defend him to the moon or whatever. Um. <laughs> Coop is laughing because I didn't finish my thought. And I know exactly why he's laughing. Anyway, um. <laughs> Middleton's a good player. Like He's that guy that I think you give him a little bit of – of rope he's always on thin ice with you like he'll play well and you'll be like yeah he's good and then the minute that he has a bad game you're probably just back to hating him I, I, honestly i don't actually hate him i hate his contract was what has it was it's always been that for me he got paid way too much money for what he is game six he looked like he earned that money and then game two i was like "Ooh, him for ben simmons who says no i say probably no. i don't <laughs> want ben simmons and Giannis on the same team ever i think i would enjoy that 100 percent. i think that'd be fun just going zero for 28 from the free throw <laughs> line would be really fun for me. I would enjoy that. Oh, God. Just so, you, if you have two options to hack, Giannis or, or Ben Simmons, that's just, just a huge liability. I don't want to see that. I trust Giannis way more than Ben Simmons, by the way. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, at best, I think Giannis would be like a 60-something percent shooter from the, from the strike. I don't sure. trust him that much. I mean, 60 is better than 20, which is Ben Simmons' number. <laughs> so in game two, Chris Paul had a nice night, 23 points. Devin Booker went off for 31. He did have 25 shots, though. Is 31 points on 25 shots really good? I think it's kind of okay. 31 points on 25 shots? Yeah. Uh, How many did he hit? He was 12 for 25, 7 for 12 from 3. That's a good game. He shot 48% from the field. Is that good? Yeah. Above average. Seven for 12 from three is really good for Devin Booker. He's not a good three-point shooter. Which means he was terrible from from two. Yeah, I guess he was, what was it, five for 13? Yeah. It's not that bad. You just hate Booker. You like to pick apart his game. He's been good in every game except game three. <laughs> he was really bad in game three. We're going to get to the game of three. Don't worry. I've been, I'm slowly building him up. 
tear him down. So Mikhail Bridges went off. Mikhail Bridges, he one of the best wing defenders in basketball because he has been dominating Chris Middleton so far. He looks excellent. Oh, for sure. He's been a pretty good uh, defender for a couple of years. I think he's going to get some big money come uh, next season. He's a free agent this year, right? Bridges? Yeah. No. Um, he's in his third year. He got drafted. Uh, didn't he get drafted same year as um, Aiton? Well, that could be. You could be right there. I thought he was a free agent after this year, but I think you're right now. Yeah. I can see him getting a four for 80 very easily from somebody. He's good, man. He's very good, yeah. So how did Giannis look to you in game two? I don't think he looks as good, quite as good as in game three, but he was playing like he was going to the basket a lot. He looks strong. His knee wasn't fully healthy, but I think he kind of figured something out that he should stop taking threes. This was a bad idea that he just needs to go to the basket. Like you and I have been saying for two years, I think Giannis knows that he is the best athlete in the series and the biggest person in the series. And he has to attack. I think he realized that in game two because he hit 42. That's a great Giannis game. He was 11 for 18 from the free throw line. That's 61%. That's triple what Ben Simmons could do. That's amazing. It would take Ben Simmons a whole series to hit uh, 11 free throws. It would take Ben Simmons 62 games to have 11 shots in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Yeah, Giannis. Sorry, go ahead. I have fallen harder on Ben Simmons than anyone in basketball. I loved him, and now I hate his guts. He is the lowest person in the league for me right now, I think. I take Rudy Gobert over Ben Simmons right now. I think one thing the listeners know about Coop is that he loves hard and he hates hard. Why didn't you say it like that? <laughs> I think that was the best one. <laughs> Just, you know, capture what you do. It's passion, either way. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. So what do you think about Giannis's game two? I thought he looked great. To be honest, I thought he looked really good in game one, considering um, there was so much doubt going into game one. Um, Up to the last couple hours, no one knew if, well, it was still questionable as to whether he was going to play. So game two, I thought he looked really good. Uh, He shouldn't be taking five threes, but I'd rather him take five threes than eight threes. And he knows his strength. And DeAndre Ayton hasn't been able to slow him down. Um, no one's been able to slow him down. Uh, it's hard to slow Giannis down. And his his bread and butter is right there at the rim. If he gets that ball above his hip from the free throw line, like, that's it. You're done. So let's get to game three for a little bit because I think what you're saying leads into that. Game three, I think Giannis looked even better than game two. He was moving better side to side. I think he wasn't able to do that as well in game two. He's playing like a demon on defense. He was 13 for 17 from the free throw line, 76%. 41 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. I couldn't believe how much he was dominating this game. They, what, what I think was so smart for Milwaukee, what Coach Bud realized, they have to get Aiton into foul trouble. For the first two games, they did none of that. Aiton had four fouls, I think, at the half. Uh, Monty Williams, I think, overthought it a little bit. Didn't want to risk Aiton going into more trouble, but the the Milwaukee Bucks kept pouring it on. Blew the game open. Aiton has, he never gets in foul trouble like any game this year. He's been so good not fouling people. But if they play Giannis and Brooke Lopez, which they can together, and just attack the basket with Aiton, Phoenix doesn't have a backup to Aiton that can play. Frank Kaminsky isn't a good option. They don't have anybody that can take over. And I think if they do that and get eight into foul trouble, Milwaukee can win this series. I think they will win this series if they keep doing that. Yeah, I have. So I, I think both of our predictions, you said Phoenix and six, I said Phoenix and seven. Um, and I still will hold true to that, or I think that still holds true. Uh, I think people counted the Bucks out after game two, not realizing that it's a seven game series and, you know, the, the Suns took care of business. And the whole like social media, um, you know, the craze that was going on with the Suns and Four guy, and Chris Paul's narrative and all that, all that stuff. Um, I think it really had fans thinking that this series is is over. I think it's, I think it goes to seven. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Milwaukee just takes this this thing um, over, but I do think they'll have a hard time winning in Phoenix. That's why I think it's going to be 
tough for Milwaukee to win. I think with two more games in Phoenix, if it goes seven, it's just going to be tough. Um, so that being said, yeah, Aiton getting in foul trouble. The Suns aren't deep enough in the front court to really contend contest uh, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, sorry, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. And even P.J. Tucker can get inside there. So once Aiton's out, and Aiton was having a good game last night. He was really good in the beginning. Um, but then Giannis just went to work and it blew the thing open. So we'll see what happens. I, I have, uh, I just want to see the reaction now because I think people thought the get the series was over after game two. And I think it's far from over. I've always heard the expression, the series isn't over until the home team loses the game. That's what it begins. When someone loses at home, then you're like, okay, there's a huge advantage here. Until that happens, this might go seven. I think it's likely to go seven. Your pick of seven makes a lot more sense now. So you have Devin Booker as this, what, was he the third best guy in the league or fourth best guy in the league for you? What was he? You're the worst, like just a bad human being. Where did he rank for you? I can't remember. What was it? I I think I had him 14th. Okay, let me ask you a question. (laughs) My eyes aren't too good. Devin, Devin Booker. No, he didn't have 100 points last night. He had 10 points in game three. On three of 14 shooting, one for seven from three. Does the 14th best guy in the league usually have a night where he scores 10 points in a finals game? I can't remember LeBron James having a lot of 10-point games in the finals. Did Michael Jordan have 10-point games in the finals? Because you basically said Devin Booker was the new Michael Jordan, right? That's what you said, I think? No, He's that good a player? To be fair, I think the 14th best, best guy in the league usually doesn't appear in the finals. But if he is in the finals. Wait, no, so he, you have Devin Booker higher than 14 now, you're saying? No, no, no. So I was right. You had him third. I'm sorry. Third sounds right to me. <laughs> the third best guy in the league, 10 points. That makes all the sense. KD has 10 points in the finals all the time, right? That's KD, Devin Booker, 1-2 for you? No, oh, okay. Devin Booker couldn't sniff KD's. Uh, legacy at all obviously Devin Booker he's only 24 years old he's having a fantastic career um he could win the NBA championship this year he had a horrible game yesterday horrible and for someone who talked a lot of smack during the playoffs basically to every team they've played that has had an injury so it's been kind of interesting that he's chirped every team uh he had a really bad game his worst game of the playoffs so He's going to probably bring it next game. I anticipate a very, very uh, impactful performance from Booker. He's not going to have 10 points again. Again, I'll tell you that. He's going to have eight, you think? What do you think? Eight points? No, he's going to drop at least 25. Okay. Sure he will. Chris Paul showed up. He had 19 points. Eight eight or 14 from the field. I think 20 points is exactly where Chris Paul wants to be at the end of the game. That's kind of his sweet spot. He can do more, but he likes to get guys involved more. I think he had nine assists. If Devin Booker wasn't complete trash yesterday, he probably would have had like 14. Speaking of 14, the 14th best player in the league, according to Webb, is is Devin Booker. Ironic. (laughs) I stand by that. Devin Booker has shown this year that he's a top 15 player. Even in the bubble last year, he was fantastic. Yeah, I can see. I can see that right from this game. It was great. (laughs) See it. You know why you're hating on him? Because the bar is so high for Booker. He set such a high bar and you're like, damn, I was let down so badly. I think Devin Middleton Booker looked really good last night. You're just disrespectful. Uh, Cameron Payne was really bad last night. But did you see Cameron Johnson's dunk? Yeah, on PJ Tucker. If I'm PJ Tucker, I got to fight him, right? Like you have to get in a fight. You can't have that happen to you can't just sit there i wouldn't be sitting there no i don't think you should fight him but i wouldn't just sit there with my mouth open I'd, if you get embarrassed like that you gotta fight him that's the only thing you can do <laughs> you're pj tucker that's why you're there for you get seven points a game and you fight guys that's what you do like or you pretend like you. that was the worst part about it like there was a charge i'm like buddy no it wasn't mm-hmm. he just dumped he jumped over you yeah that was that was bad I saw it and I was shocked. I didn't know he could do that. Like, he hasn't been very aerial his career so far, has he? Like, how he? <laughs> Not. He hasn't gotten much playing time really, uh, for someone that the the Suns took in the first round. Like he hasn't gotten enough playing time. But um, 
No, I didn't know he could do that, especially on PJ Tucker from way outside the restricted area. That was almost from the free throw. That was insane. Yeah. It was like, yeah. And I heard this somewhere. This is not a this is not a Cooper original. With the 10th pick, 11th pick last year, they took Jalen Smith. Phoenix did. The guy who is not playing at all. How good would Tyrese Halliburton look on this team right now? Backing up Chris Paul. Oh, you look great. I think they have some regrets in Phoenix right now. They could still win it all, but they might have some regrets about that pick. I think there are a lot of teams that could that feel stupid. Yes, very dumb to – sometimes you just have to take the best player available, man. You don't have to, like, try and force a fit. It's stupid. Teams always overthink the draft. Every year, oh, this guy's a crazy athlete. In four years, he can be really good. Most of those guys don't work out. Of the crazy athlete guys, how many of them turn into, like, a, a superstar? Like four percent, five percent. It almost never works. Yeah, not very many of them. And we're gonna talk a little bit the NBA draft later. There's a bunch of those guys that I think are gonna be terrible, and teams are gonna reach for it, and I'm gonna be furious about. Guaranteed, there are gonna be a lot of terrible picks in this draft. You but know why? Because teams are making people are making this, the mistake of prematurely setting or <clears throat> labeling this draft as super deep, and when you do that. You don't think you can make a mistake because it's a deep pool. If I don't get this guy, someone's going to be good. I think you're going to think it's going to be like a kind of law of averages thing and just someone that you draft is bound to be good because the talent is so deep. I think the NBA's problem for the draft is that people don't think it's okay to hit a single single or a double. They want the home run pick. Sometimes a single or a double is way more effective. Taking a guy at 10 who could be your seventh man is a good pick. That's not a wasted pick. Obviously you want more, but having a surefire guy that can give you 25 minutes a night, it's really valuable. And every year they do it. And every year I'm like, this is a giant mistake. A guy was the sixth man of his college team. And you're taking them top five. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dion waiters, man. <laughs> that was last year. Patrick Williams. Yeah. Oh, that was, a, but that was, that was panned as soon as uh, as they made it. It worked. James Harden. That's the only time it ever worked. Besides that, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. It's going to happen again this year with Scotty Williams, I think, or Scotty Burns. Scotty Burns, yeah. Scotty Burns, yeah. I just don't get what these guys are doing, but we'll get to that in a second. So like I said, Giannis had 41, 13, and 6. I loved how he played last night. He dominated. He only took two threes, and it was really only one three because one of them was at the end of the half heave. Yeah. Didn't really count. But I think at the end of the game, he said, for me, it's all mental. It's just mental. So I think that someone got to him. Coach Bud, probably not. But somebody said to him, they can't stop you on the glass. Every time you shoot a three or shoot an 18-footer, Phoenix is happy. Stop making them happy. Attack the basket. They cannot stop you. And I think he finally understands what he is. He isn't Joel Embiid. He can't do that. And I think if he does this, how they looked last night, I think I might take the Bucks in seven now. I think I might switch. Just how good Giannis looked. I really like I still think Phoenix probably like, It's just it's just the home court where I give Phoenix the advantage, honestly. If it was Milwaukee at the home court, I'd take Milwaukee. I agree with that. I just think them getting Aiden into foul trouble really sets up that, that spoke to me last night where it was I don't know how, if, if Giannis does what he did again, and Aiton has three fouls in the first quarter, Milwaukee's going to win this series. It's over. Frank Kaminsky can't guard him. Jay Crowder can't guard him. Aiton's the only guy yeah. to do it, and if they get him in trouble, it's going to be a long night for Phoenix. It's a small team, Phoenix. It really, they have no depth. At, they have like a lot of depth at the guards, sorry, at the wing. Their point guard depth is not very good. And their big depth is terrible. Yeah. I, they lost Sarich, Dario, who I liked a lot in Philly, but it's been kind of meh here. But Frank Kaminsky is not a good basketball player in the finals. <laughs> I he, thought, played, he played 15 minutes last night. That's too many minutes, minutes for Frank Kaminsky. But what else were they going to do? Like, I thought I thought the Suns would be okay without Sarich. Um I'm not a huge Sarge guy, but he plays well on Phoenix. And I don't know. It, I, I think the momentum has swung in Milwaukee's favor. 
So we'll see what happens. They don't have like they're not going to have the home crowd chanting the countdown when Gian- Giannis is uh, taking his free throws in Game Four. So I think the Bucks probably tie it up. I think so too. I, this the series is going to start Game Five. Yeah, I really believe that, and I think Chris Middleton hasn't had a game yet. He could turn one on and be I don't know a max player for a game maybe because you can't do it for a series obviously. But they wouldn't. If they win an NBA championship, I'm not even going to worry about the money anymore. 100% agree. And to be fair, I said when he won game six, I wouldn't complain about the money anymore because he got them to an NBA finals. And I should stick to that because that is true. He got them to an NBA finals. Giannis was hurt. He did his job. I mean, he did it for $35 million, but he did his job. So good for him. I stay petty, buddy. I stay petty. (laughs) So what do you think happens game four are you saying you think milwaukee wins game four that's your prediction yeah but not not in the blowout fashion that it was in game three i none of these games have been close so far all of them have been at least 10 point victories i think this could be another 10 point game for milwaukee Giannis just looks if Giannis isn't taking terrible shots how do you stop him i don't know how to do it i don't know how phoenix is gonna do that they're in trouble man i think i think there's pressure on them because i mean obviously the pressure is more on Milwaukee because if Milwaukee loses, that's the series. Um, but like, I mean, in a sense that they got punched in the mouth yesterday. Like the game was over from the third quarter. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it was. It was bad, and just everyone was having their way. Connaughton looked looked great. <laughs> that's an overstatement. He had eight points. He played basketball, which is I, I thought he looked good. He had two points less than top 15 player Devin Booker. Oh, wow. So that's something. He also shot better from three than Devin Booker. Two for four is better than one for seven, last time I checked. Good job with that math. Is Pat Connaughton your 17th best player in basketball? Devin Booker's 14th? That sounds about right. <laughs> I think if Giannis and Burke Lopez both play 35 minutes, I don't know how they stop that. Just get Aiden in foul trouble really quick. I th- I got a bad feeling for Phoenix, man. Chris Paul that might go another year, no title. And everyone was like, they were coordinating him. King, you're the king. It's year to year. You're going to win finally. Giannis is hurt. Then the Greek freak had other ideas. And I like that very much. Yeah, I'll, I'm still going to stick with what I said. I think no title for Giannis looks much worse than no title for CP3. I think CP3 can finish his career no title. Giannis needs to get this to get the monkey off his back. I mean, CB3 has one too, but this is not his team. Like he's bounced around. This is Devin Booker's team. Although CB3 has been better in the playoffs, Giannis needs this. The team is built around him. They got Drew Holiday. They got PJ Tucker. They got Bobby Portis. All of that to be built around Giannis. He needs this. He gets this. He's, I said he would, I said he'd be a top 50 player on the last podcast. I think he's even higher than that because I think he just, leapfrogs a bunch of guys and when i say 50 top 50 player i'm talking about like the 1996 top 50 where you have to remove a bunch of guys in 2021 where does devin booker fall on that list is he top top 15 there too all time for you <laughs> he's not ranked in the top 50 but soon uh no because i think Giannis's career has been way better obviously i think if Giannis gets this title it completely changes how we look at him for an all t- all-time great standpoint He'd be one of the three best foreign-born players ever, automatically. He's in that conversation, which he's already almost in that conversation now. I don't know why you limit him to that. He's one of the best players of all time, aside from the foreign-born thing. No, I'm just saying that's the starting point for him. Like, Dirk was always considered. Like, that was there that we went for Dirk. He's the second or first best foreign-born player, Hakeem as well. Hakeem might be a top 15 player ever, but they say he's he's the best foreign-born player ever. Yeah, it may, gives him higher standing. For the whole world, he's number one. That's pretty good. Yeah, I guess, but I just think that uh, some guys like I gotta put Ginobili in that one of the best foreign-born players because I don't really see him like Dirk or like Olajuwon or even Giannis. Now, um, Nash, you could say, is in that. Sorry, Nash would be out of that as well, like Dirk and Olajuwon. Yeah, even though he's still in it. Because he's not born in the States. But I'm just saying, like, that's a starting point. Giannis could get to top 15 all time as well. He might. He has I mean 
two MVPs and a defensive player of the year. If he cleans up, if he gets more defensive player of the year, if he gets, he's only been in the league for eight seasons. The NBA is all about titles. To get in the top 10, you got to have at least two rings. No, no, but I'm saying like where he is. He's only 26. Assuming he doesn't get hurt and he plays at this level, he could do this for another seven years, I think. Because he's so athletic. When If he loses a step of athleticism, it's going to be a really bad drop for him. Yeah, yeah. That's because the basketball skills aren't there. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not he's not Kobe in terms of footwork and all that stuff, right? He's yeah, just an amazing athlete. But I love Giannis, man. I really hope he wins the title. I really do. I'm rooting for him now. I would I would love to see Milwaukee win over Phoenix, obviously for what they did to my team, and uh, I think it'd be a better story. I, I honestly think I still think in terms of legacy, like Giannis needs it more. CP3 already, you can see him as a top five point guard, maybe top six without the title. Giannis is not top five anything. But Giannis has, like you said, seven more years to get back. Chris Paul does not have that much time. Chris Paul is beside Charles Barkley and all those never won a title montages they have right now. Yeah, but Chris Paul, well, I would have given it, I would give Barkley more more flack for not winning a title than Chris Paul because Barkley was. MVP of the league. He's one of the best players. He had a window of years when Michael Jordan was gone to win a title to to win a title and he didn't. Chris Paul kind of Chris Paul's the small point guard. You can't put all of that on him to not get a title. That's why I don't give Nash flack for not winning a title either. The bigger guys like Barkley, um, Malone, those guys I'll give more flack than these small point guards who wouldn't lead their team really to to a championship other than Isaiah Thomas and and yeah I think I give Chris Paul all the blame in the world for not winning a title so far you want to act like you're an all-time great he has to deliver like one you can't say oh I'm one of the best ever but I'm only six feet tall so it's not fair to compare me to bark to guys that have won so yeah if you want to be in the conversation it's all one league you don't get the NBA for guys six three and under. It's all one link. Yeah, but his his accomplishments would vault him into one of the top, top point guards discussion. Like just the way he plays the game, his stats, his longevity. Like who has yeah. more longevity than Chris Paul? Like John Stockton, probably the only player as a point guard. John Stockton has the most longevity of any player in NBA history, basically. Yeah. He played it's at insane. a great level for like 20 something years. It makes and- no sense. Yeah. Have you ever seen the 1996 Dream Team documentary? No. Is that on VHS? No, it's on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. Oh, oh. I don't think so. No. It's fantastic, but they have this scene where all the guys in the Dream Team are getting swarmed by everybody. Mm-hmm. And John Stockton just walks through the whole area with his family and no one knows it's him. <laughs> yeah, he looks a, like lady a, is, a lady is wearing a shirt of John Stockton. And has no idea it's John Stockton. He's like, hey, I'm John Stockton. She goes, really? <laughs> it's amazing. Show me some ID. I, you know what? I don't really watch too much of the, the Olympic basketball stuff because I don't support the NBA being in the, the Olympics. Like, I just think it's, I think it's ridiculous. I'd rather see, like, I'd rather not see the professionals from the NBA playing against the rest of the world, even though they lost on Saturday night uh, to Nigeria. To Nigeria. Yeah. And that was a that was a loaded team. They were twenty eight point favorites in that game, by the way, and they lost. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So, I haven't changed my pick, by the way, Milwaukee in seven. But I reserve the right if Phoenix wins in six to go back to the original pick because I am a scumbag like that. That you are a scumbag. You got to choose right now. You have to choose right now. Make a make a decision, man. Don't hedge. Phoenix in six. Okay. I'll stick. I'll stick with my original pick. But I'm gonna have that little olive branch there. Like, hey, I said Milwaukee, maybe. I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I still like Phoenix a lot as a team. I think Chris Paul, but I am now rooting for Milwaukee because I like seeing Giannis come through this. I really enjoyed seeing his development. If he shoots under two threes, he's amazing. He just has to stop doing that. It's all he had to change. He's amazing. He's unstoppable. 
Very preventable. Just don't shoot from 23 feet. So, Webb, are you sticking with Phoenix and seven? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to a quick hiring news. The Orlando Magic have hired Jamal Mosley, the former Dallas assistant coach. They gave him a four-year contract. Luka Doncic had high praise for this guy. I think he wanted him to be the Dallas coach. Is this guy doomed to fail in Orlando like I think he is? I hope not. I really hope not. Orlando, I don't know. A lot of people are high on Orlando. I'm not. I love Cole Anthony. That's about it. Um, I'm not really high on Jonathan Isaac. Uh, Wendell Who is the number one pick on from Philadelphia? They got traded ben to Simmons? Orlando. They got traded to Orlando. Oh, Markel, Markel Fultz? Yeah, he's been so terrible. I lost. I forgot his name. But Fultz looked decent in Orlando last year. He didn't look terrible before yeah. he tore his ACL. He looked kind of good. Really low bar, but yeah. He looked, he looked like he can actually be in, a, in an NBA or an yeah. NBA-type league. He was averaging like 14, 6, and 6. Like he was having decent games. Not number one pick games, but like he looked like an NBA player. Very low bar, as I said. <laughs> For sure. He went from being scared to shoot the ball or not. Sorry, his mechanics were way off because he changed his shot and he had some weird, I don't know if it was a mental thing or a shoulder thing or both. I think it came out that there was a nerve issue in his shoulder. Uh, and then he had surgery for it. I think that's what happened. But they've that, been really quiet about what happened with him. So that could yeah. be all make-believe where yeah. it was just mental. And he was just bad? I don't understand how you are the number one pick in the draft and then get to the NBA and you're like, you know what? I'm scared to shoot. How yeah. does that happen? I don't, I don't get it. But I think this guy is doomed for failure. Yeah. Orlando, yeah. Orlando just... No matter what they do, they mess it up. Like I, they draft the wrong guy every time. They had like five top six picks in a row, and they got them all wrong. How do you get them all wrong? It seems impossible. You took a center three years in a row, the top ten, I think. Maybe I have to look back. At. Isaac Mamba, and there was one more. They took his Zonia, but he's he's a wing. Yeah. And um, they had Vooch on the team, yeah. and they kept doing this. It's just, it's infuriating me. For me, I hope Mosley does a good job. I just have my doubts with what Orlando has around him. They can't lure free agents there because they know how terrible it is. So they have to build the draft, and I don't think they're capable of doing it. I agree. And like, you know, the NBA, like very few teams build through the draft and have success. So I don't think Orlando is going to be the one to do it. But they're, they've been especially bad. Yeah. And it's it's just been the picks. Like, why take three centers? Why take all these guys that can't play for you? Take a guy who could play. Like, I just don't get what they're doing. It makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, I, I only remember three Orlando draft picks, and that's Penny Hardaway, Shaq, and Dwight Howard. <laughs> that's it. Those were good picks. And they Very only got Penny, Penny Hardaway because Shaq made a movie with him. He was like, hey, I like this guy. <laughs> they had no idea. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. All three left. Well, obviously, Penny got hurt a lot, but they couldn't even keep those guys. Not a good history. No, it's really bad. But I'm rooting for him. I, I like Cole Anthony like you do. He was fun to watch last year. Jonathan Isaac has been hurt consistently, but I want to root for him. Mo Bamba can't get on the court. I just don't know what their future is. But I hope it's successful because I want Mosley to do good. I hope he does not get fired in two years. There's one more guy I like who's Gary Harris. I liked him a lot in college. He has <laughs> not done anything in the NBA. He was okay on Denver for a little while. Eh, he was all right. But, I mean, he missed a lot of games. He's supposed to be like a 3 and D guy. He wasn't a very good three-point shooter. Like, he just had a subpar NBA career. I'm surprised he's only been on two teams so far. I thought he was a solid role player for Denver. I thought he was like a good seventh man. Okay, let's talk a little NBA mock drafts, a little lottery talk. Is the first pick solidified to you? Do you have Cade Cunningham going to Detroit locked up? Is he the best player in this class to you, Webb? To me, at this point, it would be stupid to choose anyone but Cade Cunningham with the number one pick. He's not going anywhere but Detroit. Detroit's not trading the pick. And they're not taking anyone over Cade Cunningham. So I think the rumors need to stop. 
They're not trading this pick. But do you have him as the best player in this class? I have him as so I wouldn't say he's a surefire best player in this class, like five years down the line, like he'll still be the best player. But I think he can be the one of the best three players this season. I think he's the safest to take as the, the best player, but there's a guy I like really a lot. Um who I think the Rockets should con- could, uh, should consider. I do not have Cade Cunningham as the best player in this draft. I like his game. I think people saw Luca, and now want that six eight guard guy who can pass. They, that's what they're looking for now because Lucas has so much success. I find teams always make mistakes when they look for the next guy because there usually isn't a next guy coming. Those are so hard to find. My favorite guy in this class is Jalen Suggs. I've been consistent on that, the Gonzaga point guard. I love his game. I think he's a grown man. I think he could start for you immediately and play good minutes. But I don't think Detroit takes him. I think they go for the upside because they don't want to get killed in the media. They also took Killian Hayes last year, which was, I think, probably a worse pick than Patrick Williams, honestly. Just based on what we've seen and because of the depth. At, um, not saying it was the worst pick, but it was a bad pick. It was a bad pick because Halliburton was available. That's why it was a bad pick. And Cole. I think yeah. Cole Anthony would have been much better than Killian Hayes. I agree. These, yeah, teams do dumb things. <laughs> they really do. But Webb, you got me excited. I want this info. Who do you have as the number one player now? Who do you like more? This is very interesting to me. It's, it's not. I love Kate. It's not that I like this player more, but I think this player has tremendous upside, and that's uh, Jalen Green from the Ignite in the G League. And it's not like he's low on draft boards. He's still very high. But I just think the fact that he's played in the the, the G League and Ignite um, uh, League, he's showed tremendous upside on the offensive end. I think teams are sleeping on him. I think, even though some teams haven't ranked as high as some teams have him as high as two or three, but I think the majority have him three or below. I think teams are overthinking it. Um, I would like to see him go number two, to be honest, to Houston, but Houston's not going to pass up on a big man. They just That's just not what they do. So Ryan Rosillo had a report last week that one team, if they got the number one pick, was going to take Jalen Gray at number one. So some teams have him number one, apparently. That's good. They're not going to get that because Detroit's not trading that pick. But it would be interesting if, it, if Detroit took him number one. I think it's just easier to to gauge um, competition that Jalen Green has faced. I agree. He looked – I didn't see much of Jalen Green during the year because it's hard for me to watch G League games. They're just not on as, as often. Right. But I, I, during this process, I started looking at him. I think he disappears at times, but sometimes he looks like the best player on the floor by far against grown men. The upside is through the roof. I think there's a chance that Jalen Green – is a 25-point-a-night guy. Yep. There's a chance that he becomes... I don't want to insult him too much. Like, mediocre Victor Oladipo. Like, that kind of scorer, but without the assist. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I see that, but I, I can picture what you're saying. Um, and Oladipo's had a, had a fine career. He's made a lot of money. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm saying, but, like, he was the number two pick in the draft. Got in hurt a bad bunch. draft. Yeah. A very bad draft, but he has never been the superstar. Right. Like he's not, the, I think, and he's actually a pretty good defender. So the comparison isn't great, but I meant like that kind of ceiling where he's not yeah. the best player in the league. I meant ceiling wise, an Oladipo type player. You think that's the ceiling? No, I'm sorry. I could see that happening. I could see him oh. being there and still being a good player, but that kind of level. But I could also see him being a superstar. I think yeah. both options are possible. That's good. Shout out yeah. to Oladipo, man. I, I feel sorry for this guy who for turning down the money from Houston again. Uh, I do not feel sorry for him even a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Houston's a bad place. It's a toxic place. But with your injury history, you should know to take the money, man. Don't bet on yourself. He's always hurt. Always. I remember when he got traded, they, were, they said we offered him $44 million. And we were like, he said no to this? What is wrong with this guy? Yeah. And then he got hurt like two weeks later. He was done for the year. He might not play next season. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel sorry for him at all. He deserves what he gets. This is what <laughs> that's, happens. That's harsh. 
Okay, Webb, so you like Jalen Green a lot in this draft. Do you like Evan Mobley? Because I think he has a very nice game for today's NBA. Yeah, I like Evan Mobley, and I I think a team like Houston would develop him better than a team like Cleveland. Um, and if he fell out to the Raptors, that'd be, that'd be fantastic uh, for the Raptors. But Evan Mobley, like the Rockets have a really good history of developing big men. Really good. Hakeem has that workshop in Houston where big men go to train, so that would help him as well. Yeah. Yao Ming, Ralph Sampson, Malone. Really... I think Mo- Mobley is the perfect big for today's NBA as well. I think yeah. he fits in. He can shoot a little bit from outside. Like He is the perfect guy. Yeah, so Houston would do well with him. But I just think – I just think I, I think I'd go with surefire uh, Jalen Green – Saw what happened with Kevin Porter last year when he was on the Rockets, how fun they were to watch and how how much they were still in games. Um, down the line, I think Jalen Green might be, might be the more impactful player. I think big men are still a gamble because of the injury history. And, you know, they they, they, they hurt their knee or their, their ankle or something. Their, their career changes a lot. I agree. I have a clear top four. I think Cunningham, Jalen Green, Mobley, and Suggs, the top four guys in this draft. Do you agree with that? Uh... I guess I'm not that high on Suggs. Like he's good, but I don't know. I'm just not that high on him, man. Like he played for a good team. I don't know how many Gonzaga guys do that well in the league. So he was the first highly recruited Gonzaga guy, though. They don't get guys like him ever. That's true. They get like yeah, blue collar kind of guys. Yeah, he was the number two or number five recruit in last year's high school class, or the number two. He was top five recruit. Yeah. I think they got the number one recruit for next year's class as well. So they're getting higher recruits now. So he's a different kind of player. I just see no way he fails. And the top five, I think that really matters. Getting a guy who you know can play basketball in the NBA. I just see no way he is a bad NBA player. I think he's going to be good right away. Well, I would say probably two of these guys are not going to be good. There's no way all four are going to be good. Just historically. Like, I'm not saying it can happen. I shouldn't say it can happen. It's just, I think it's unlikely to happen where you just hit all four out of the park. Someone's going to be bad in this. Someone's going to be underwhelming. Someone's going to look like a star. And then, you know, someone else is going to be good. But I think at least two guys are disappointing. So I see Jalen Suggs as a bigger, like as a great defender. Could he be current day Fred Van Fleet, but bigger? Is that possible for him? Yeah. I can see that. I think that's a really good player. That's a really good and a better defender because he can card. He's he's six four instead of six foot one like Van Fleet. I don't know is Van Fleet even Van Fleet even six one. I don't know if he's even six feet tall. I should to be nice. <laughs> and shoes maybe I don't know. A five eleven maybe yeah. So after four for me it drops off pretty hard. And I think a lot of these guys are question marks. I'm not sold on Kuminga. I'm not sold on Scotty Barnes at all. I kind of like Corey Kispert, but I don't think I'd take him in the top 10. Davion Mitchell, I really enjoy his game. I think he's just a fighter. They have him listed at 6'2". I think he's like 5'11". I like him on the Warriors. I do too. I don't think they're going to take him at 7. And I'm not sure he falls to 14. Yeah, the fact that, you know, Baylor won, um, he's going to stick out on a lot of people's minds. I do not like Franz Wagner at all in the lottery at all. I'm just not high on him. I'm not. I, I, I think he's, I think he's, he's good. He showed up in some games for Michigan, but I just don't, I, he just, I watched him. He just, what didn't do it for me. Not that high. I think I agree with you. Is he Mo Wagner's brother? Yes. Kind of like Mo Wagner still. I have hope for him, but. <laughs> Laker pick former. I know. I liked him for the Lakers, and the Lakers traded him away almost immediately to Washington. Is it Washington? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure I believe in any of these guys too much. I have some questions. Scotty Barnes, I don't like these late risers. I find that almost never works. Yeah, except for like Dame. Dame's like one of two guys that was like a late riser and is doing well. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, that was also a long time ago. So, from five through fourteen, who is your best pick? Who is who do you like the most of those next next group of guys? Who do you who think like is the, Who the mocks have it? Like I like I like Kispert, like you said. I like um, I like Davion Mitchell. I like Jared Butler. I think he should rise. I don't know why he's so low. 
my guy um, that I've liked for the past two years is Ayo Desunmu. I think he should be higher than I see him in the late 20s. I think I've not even seen him. I haven't seen him in, sorry. I've seen some mocks where he's not even in the first round. I love Ayo Desunmu. I think he's fantastic. He kind of reminds me of Oladipo, just with the way he attacks the basket. And I mean, he's not as good a defender as Oladipo, as, as Oladipo but he kind of reminds me of him. Um, I love him. I think he should move up. He's from a small school. If if he went to Duke or Kentucky, instant lottery pick. Yeah, probably. Those big name people care about the high school recruiting a lot. Yeah. If you were the top five recruit and you played trash in college, you're gonna go top twenty still. It doesn't matter. Shaking the upside. Marcus Teague, when was he drafted? He played with he played with Anthony Davis. I can't remember if he was first or second round, but he should not have been drafted. And because he played on Kentucky, automatic draft selection. I think he, uh, I think he was drafted second round. For me, of those next group of guys, is I I like Corey Kispert because I know what he is, and I know he can have a role in the NBA. But I do not like him in the lottery at all. But the rest of these guys, I had just have my questions of what they're going to be in the league. I don't know if they're going to be contributors right away. Although Davion Mitchell is definitely going to be a top seven guy. Like, a th- like on a rotation, he's gonna play. I like Cam Thomas too from LSU. He's not in, in the neck, he's not in that top projected top 15, sorry, top 14, top 20. But I like him a lot too. I think he can be a solid contributor, probably off the bench, but he's could be a heat check guy. It's gonna be really interesting, man. How far away from the draft are we right now? Uh, a couple weeks. Do you like the NBA draft better or the NFL draft? Uh no, the NFL draft is much better, man. Um NBA draft is, mm, I think, I think it's more exciting to see who goes number one in the NBA draft, but the NFL draft is way more exciting and way more impactful than the the NBA draft. Because if you look at, if you look at the teams that won in the past, however long, so we don't know who's won this year, but you look at the Lakers, like a lot of the teams that have won, you look at the Raptors, I think Golden State's probably the only team that won Maybe Cleveland because they took Kyrie number one, but most teams don't build through the draft and win a championship with that player, like a lottery pick as one of their players. Um, yeah, 100%. So like to me, the draft sometimes is a wash. Detroit, Houston, Cleveland, the Raptors, Orlando, OKC, top six picks. They're not going to be in the NBA finals next year. Golden State, might be very good next year. So maybe they're there, but they're already a good team. Uh, but look, look at these teams, man. Like the Kings, the Pelicans, the Hornets, the Pacers, they're not doing anything. So who the hell cares who they draft? That's exactly how I feel. I just, <laughs> Who the hell cares? <laughs> I, it's true. These guys won't play for good teams for a long time. You, it's too bad. You get an Anthony Davis all the time. And I love Anthony Davis, but he was rotting in New Orleans since 2012 12 yeah because i think Kyrie was, was 2011 or 2012 i think no 13 was uh anthony bennett so he was 14 then wasn't he the year after anthony bennett no 14 was uh was the year before 14 was uh julius randall that draft not number one but like so he was so he's 20 he's 2012 then yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. um okay. yeah 14 was uh wiggins sorry um, okay yeah that's right yeah yeah and look at those guys like those guys are not going to play but if you look at the number one picks uh in football so not even number one picks but just high draft picks teams trade up good teams trade up and you build the teams through the draft so the nfl draft is way more exciting way more exciting and 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 you can have a bad round one and then make up for it rounds later or the opposite you can have a great pick in the first round and just bomb the rest of it um, you have multiple picks in the rounds, like draft, the draft capital is just so much more valuable in the NFL. Yeah. In the NBA, I find like after pick 14, these guys are a coin flip if they're going to even play in the league. It's yeah. like, these guys might be a seventh man, eighth man, but there's very few stars discovered after pick 15. Like it's very, very rare that happens. Yeah. So I just don't think it matters as much, which is unfortunate, but I think Jokic was the first second round player to ever win the MVP. I was just about to say that. 
yeah, and that says just, something. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Like, it doesn't happen. Most of these guys will end up playing in Europe eventually. Like, that's what happens. It's, it's too bad. Yeah. And and in the NFL, like, no one's celebrating a second round pick, like flourishing. Yeah, it's, it's a huge. It's, it's expected. Yeah, it's a huge deal in the NBA. If you're a second round pick and you're flourishing, it's like against all odds. It's like a huge success story. Like there's gonna be a documentary on you. Like there's gonna be a, a documentary on you, on your kitchen, one hundred percent. If there isn't one already, because um, that's because he was smoking cigarettes on the sidelines his first two years. <laughs> That'd be an anti anti smoking commercial. Yeah, but if you look at those guys, man, like Kay Cunningham could be out of the league in six years. I don't think he. I don't think so. I think those high draft picks keep getting jobs no matter what, because the next guy's like, oh, we could build him. He'll yeah. be okay. We will make something of him. But if Michael like, Beasley got a way longer career than he deserved. He yeah, kept getting jobs. But, but he had he had he had he had potential, like at least as being a heat check player. He was exactly. not good. That's my point. But, no, but what I'm saying is like um like Anthony Bennett, number one pick, very, very bad draft. And he was not a great pick player. But he was out of the league in like four years. Yeah, it's bad. Okay, Rob, I cannot wait for this draft. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be back on Thursday. Breakdown game four. So get ready for that. Please follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We really appreciate that. Helps us grow. Please go to undraftedsports.com. Check out all the podcasts there. They have some great stuff going on right now. Really interesting work across all sports, all teams. I mean, we're the best podcast there by far, but they got some other guys doing some stuff too. So let's go check them out. All their podcasts are good. They're not the rookie phenoms, but they try hard. Come on. <laughs> so everybody, we'll be back Thursday. Get ready for that. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. We out. Shout out to Nikita Kucherov. <laughs> <laughs>